On this episode of our award-winning podcast, we'll continue our discussion about the current drug shortages and the impact that they have on clinical practice. Welcome to Modern Practice. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Villanueva, Senior Principal for Operations and Quality at Vizient and Practicing Internist. Joining me again is Dr. Mittal Sutaria, Senior Vice President for Contract and Program Services Pharmacy at Vizient, and Dr. Stephen Lucio, Senior Principal for Pharmacy Solutions at Vizient. Stephen, a lot of finger pointing has been occurring to China, and I actually subscribe to the policy that when I actually point a finger at somebody, I'm actually putting three fingers back at me. Can you elaborate more about China? Sure. I think we've said it many times, but we'll say it again. It's really that transparency that we need because it's okay. Again, we're in a global market and the manufacturers with whom we partner are global manufacturers. And, you know, there's things that happen like global pandemics. And so the health systems need to be able to manage all of that and there's needs. It's that challenge of transparency and taking advantage of understanding what is ongoing to prepare for those challenges. And something that we've just experienced, and unfortunately, Mythal has really had to bear the brunt of this, is a different way that the COVID pandemic manifested itself in China. And so, Mithil, why don't you talk about the recent experience that we've had? I would say in reference to the earlier discussion on impact from COVID and really the lingering impact from COVID and China having the zero tolerance policy, one of the manufacturers in the contrast media space had a planned shutdown. And that really led to a lot of the challenges that we experienced today for those products. And we really could not just ramp up the supply, ramp up production, ramp up capacity. And our providers had to make a lot of challenging decisions. Did that give us the opportunity to really look at can the care be still provided with limited resources? And should we be reevaluating the way we do certain procedures? Yes, absolutely. There was an opportunity for that. But that should be part of our ongoing processes. It shouldn't be forced through a lack of product availability. And that's the big challenge that we're seeing is today we don't know what that aftermath of COVID is going to lead to. And that's the uncertainty that is the biggest challenge. And that's why a lot of the things that we talked about is do we bring all the manufacturing here to the United States? We still have vulnerability here as well. So what really needs to be true for us to truly end drug shortages is really being able to come together to address it in multiple different ways. And it really needs to be multiple different strategies that need to be employed to address that transparency or visibility that we need and redundancy that we need, not just only in manufacturing, but also in capacity and immediately available and accessible inventory that can be tapped into if there is supply disruption. That speaks to me. So we know that screening and prevention studies are actually low, and there was already some projections that most likely we're going to be seeing higher episodes of end-stage cancer in addition to the effects of chronic disease that wasn't followed up or even diagnosed because of some of these supply chain issues, Mm -hmm. particularly with contrast medium. What are we at Vizient doing to actually improve that trajectory? Yes, that's a great question. One of the areas that we're really focused on and addressing one of the top challenges for our providers and drug shortages continues to be that challenge year after year. And some of the things that we're doing is one, awareness and enhancing the communication. So we partnered with University of Utah as well as ASHP to track and notify our providers on upcoming drug shortages and what are the challenges, what are potentially the causes, as well as what are the other products that may be available related to that drug 
shortage. So information is power and that's what we're trying to provide to our providers. The other areas that we're also utilizing is we're leveraging our RFP process to gain further insight into the supply chain. So one of the things that we've done since 2018 is ask the suppliers that work with us to provide us insight on their API, where they procure their raw materials from, as well as their manufacturing locations. So we can better our communications if we do see an interruption in supply of a specific product so that we're not going to every single supplier and every single product, but where you can have a more targeted conversation and a targeted approach to solving for that shortage as well. So I hear transparency, collaboration, communication, Mm -hmm. uh, alignment, and actually even strategy to make this happen. Yes. What kinds of partnerships are we forming to actually deal with this challenge? I would say that we're really broadening our reach. So not only that we're partnering with our providers and other entities for further awareness of those drug shortages, but we're also working with various government entities, including the FDA. For example, there were challenges with controlled substances. One of the challenges for the suppliers was the quota that was needed to produce more of those controlled substances that were needed during the pandemic. So certainly we advocated on behalf of our membership, our providers to increase those quotas. We also utilize our data and insights to provide information on what are the current fill rates and what are the current market-wide gaps for that specific product. We also work directly with our suppliers on helping them anticipate what the near-term and future demand is for that product because our suppliers do plan that prediction and raw material procurement several years in advance. So being able to work with our suppliers in that capacity helps plan for that resiliency that needs to be there in the future. And last but not least, one of the things that Vizio has done along with Stephen's team is really identify what those essential medications are for our providers and patients. Because certainly there are thousands of drug products and presentations available in the market. And we don't want a drug shortage for any one of them, but we have to start somewhere. And really having that essential medications list and being able to create many of these strategies around redundancy and resiliency, the essential medication serves as our guide for the programs that we roll out. And to build upon what Mithil said, I think she gave a great description of the challenges that the supplier community faces. We tend to, when shortages take place, say, well, why did that pharmaceutical manufacturer not do X or why weren't they more prepared? And definitely they can be and should be. And that's what we're working towards. But you, I think, have now a sense of how complicated it is to make sure you've got the active pharmaceutical ingredient. And sometimes there's just limits to that or those markets are very narrow and constrained. And then all these different elements of the vials that you need, the rubber stoppers that you need, the environments that you need in order to manufacture. And then the great example, again, that Mithil shared about the DEA. As we know, we're in an opioid crisis. So the DEA has really tried to limit even how much of controlled substance active ingredient is being given to drug companies. Well, if one of those drug companies, for whatever reason, can't manufacture it, you can't just send a courier truck, get their API and give it to another manufacturer. So trying to work through the regulatory elements in just the logistical challenges is quite complicated. And so like Ian Mithel said, when there's a shortage, you're not going to recover from that. If there's a disruption, we're talking about months at the very least in terms of being able to rectify the situation and get back to a level of capacity that we understood before. So that's why trying to understand as much as possible, how do we prevent shortages from taking place or supply constraints from happening is so critical, but it involves so many different pieces of a functioning health system. 
One more thing is that one of the ways that we're looking at addressing drug shortages, and again, I say this is one of the ways because we talked about the enhanced communication and awareness, but how do we then leverage the commitments from our providers and knowing that there is an essential medications list? Are there different sourcing strategies that we can employ? And one of the things that we've been able to do is for those essential medications, not knowing what is the root cause of any of these shortages at times and not knowing how quickly it's going to resolve, we know that there is immediate need when that drug shortage happens. So one of the strategies that we're working on is creating additional inventory that can be tapped into for those essential medications. And those additional inventories are created based on the commitment from the providers and based on the historical purchases so that if there is an unanticipated challenge, regardless of what the root cause is, you have immediately available inventory that you can access in case of a disruption. This has been immensely enlightening and even, to be honest with you, somewhat overwhelming. What are your recommendations that we as an industry should do next? Say we even look at it as what is the next step? I would say that as an industry, we really need to come together to end drug shortages. It can't be solved by one entity, one organization, or one provider, or just one part of the supply chain. There are so many areas of supply chain that could potentially contribute to a drug shortage, and we all play an equal role. I think you described it earlier. You point a finger at someone, there's three fingers pointed back to us. And very similarly, it can't be one entity that can solve for drug shortages. So we have launched an organization called and Drug Shortages Alliance that brings together all different stakeholders within the supply chain to address those drug shortages. It is a hefty goal of this alliance to end drug shortages, but that's the first step in bringing all those entities together focused on one singular mission to end drug shortages. So yes, as an industry, we need to focus on that transparency, quality, redundancy, additional supply, immediately available product in case there is an unanticipated shortage. But at the end of the day, we need to come together, recognize the issue and together collectively solve for it. Completely agree with Mithil. And I would say one of the critical things that's probably been the most challenging is defining how we encourage enduring quality and redundancy manufacturing, because that's really what we need. We have become accustomed, like I mentioned over the last two decades, to uh, there's a shortage. Okay, we managed it. Now we go back, but the shortage returns at some point. And, but, oh, there's a shortage of another drug that impacts this. So we are good at the episodic management, but we really need to, again, get to the enduring circumstances where supply chains are of high quality of redundancy. So we really have to figure out how do we incentivize that within the marketplace. And it's all based upon that transparency, that availability of access to data that Mithil was describing. So again, through our Indirect Shortages Alliance and through the partnerships with other organizations, that's what we continue to work towards. Very well done. Very well done. Mintel and Stephen, thank you so much for joining us for this series. And to our listeners, you can contact Mintel or Stephen and their email addresses shown in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me at our email, modernpracticepodcast at visioninc.com. We post the link in our resource section as well. And please join us for other modern practice podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. I'm Dr. Tom Villanueva. Thank you so much for listening.